Well, hey everybody, welcome to Christ Fellowship Online. My name is Omar, and I serve as the lead pastor here at Christ Fellowship. And today, we are in our third week of this series that we've entitled Marriage on the Rocks. And we've been looking at how to take our marriages that are on the rocks, that are unhealthy, that are unsteady, to being on the rock who's Christ and His Word. And so thank you again for joining us. By the way, shout out to our home gatherings. Uh, last week, we, we began to gather in our homes all throughout Miami-Dade in smaller groups as we get, get ready to regather. And so thank you so much for opening your homes and getting together. I think this, this is going to be one of those moments in, our, in the life of our church that we're going to look back and treasure forever. And so thank you again for tuning in. And uh, if you have your apps, open up your, your phones, your laptops, open up your apps, your Christ Fellowship app, and open up your Bibles. And uh, are you all ready to dive into God's Word? All right, so am I. So open up your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, verse 18 through 19, all right? So you can follow along as I read. Listen to what God's Word says. It says this. It says, Wives, submit to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord, and then husbands, and listen carefully, love your wives. So simple and so clear. We ought to love our wives. You know, one of my best friends for over a decade is actually one of the pastors here on staff, and his name is Ray Perez. In fact, that is Ray right there with his amazing wife, Ida. And uh, in fact, Ray is our campus pastor of our Doral location. And one of the things that you may not know about Ray is that not only is he a great pastor, he's also an outstanding pit master. Yeah, he is a master at smoking barbecue. So on Father's Day weekend, on that Saturday, he decided to bring his smoker over to my house and we decided to make a brisket. Now, mind you, a brisket takes about 13 hours to make. So we began about 5.30 or 6 in the morning. And so as we were there, just starting to get things ready to go early, early in the morning, I asked Ray, Ray, what is your secret to making such great barbecue? I mean, your meat is always so tender. Your meat is always so tasty, so juicy. What is your secret? And here's what he said. He said, Omar, listen, many people think that the, that the key to making great barbecue is getting a specific rub or, or maybe finding that special sauce or maybe finding that, that, that special cut of meat or even the smoker itself. And he said, listen, Omar, all those things matter but they're secondary because there's only one thing that truly matters when it comes to barbecuing. And I said, Ray, what is that one thing? And he said, simple. He said, Omar, the key is fire management. Yeah, that's the most important thing. See, the key is to make sure that when you're making that barbecue, that you use that wood to keep that fire burning at the right temperature the entire time. See, the mistake that many guys make when they approach barbecuing is that they focus on the secondary things like the sauces or the rubs or the charcoal or the piece of meat. They focus on these secondary things and in the process, they neglect their most important responsibility, which is fire management. And because they neglect their most important duty, listen, their barbecue never comes out tender or juicy 
or tasty. And family, let me just bring all of that over to our time together. Because folks, what an image of the mistake that many husbands do make. And by that, I mean like this. Just, just like so many guys, focus on things that are secondary, but not in the most important thing. Listen, just like that. And here's the big idea as we're diving into God's word. There are many husbands that when it comes to their marriage, they focus on things that are secondary. They focus on things like getting ahead in their career, get, uh, making more money, uh, making sure the house is well, doing things around the house, doing chores, doing things for sports, with hobbies, with the kids. They focus on things that are secondary. And in the process, listen, they neglect their most important responsibility when it comes to their wives. And because of it, their marriage is on the rocks. Who knows, maybe you're watching right now and you're saying, Omar, I'm tracking with you. Because in my, my marriage at home, listen, I'm always busy. I'm always doing stuff. I'm doing my best. But when I think about the relationship with my wife, it's not where it should be. So Omar, what is the most important thing that I should be doing in my marriage? Well, we're going to find out from Colossians chapter so if you have your Bibles, turn to Colossians chapter 3. And today I have three thoughts for you on what is your most important responsibility when it comes to your wife. So write this down as point number one. A husband's main charge is to love their wives. Now, let's go to the passage for today. Listen to what it says. It says this. So wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Now, last week we covered this. And by the way, Pastor Carlos did a phenomenal job teaching on that, on that portion of, of Scripture. So if you missed it, make sure you log on to our website and catch it. It was tremendous. He did a great job addressing the wives last week. But today, we're going to focus on the husbands. So listen to what it says. It says, so husbands, and what's the next word? Love. What's the next word? Love your wives. Now, go ahead and circle the word love right there in your Bible. Because husbands, listen, your main charge when it comes to your wife, this is very simple, is simply to love your wife. So when you wake up in the morning and you look at your bride laying next to you, listen, whether she's older or younger, whether you've been married for a year or 30 years, the main priority that should be in your mind when you look at her is how am I going to love my wife today? You know, oftentimes when we wake up in the morning, we have so many responsibilities that flood our minds that it's easy for us to lose track of what is our main charge. And so husbands, listen, when, let me remind you that at the end of your life, when you come before the Lord and you have to give an account to the Lord, of how you treated your wife, of how you, 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 had, you handled your marriage. The first question that the Lord is going to ask you is this. Did you love your wife? And so husbands, listen, we cannot minimize the importance of this because this is the main charge that the Lord has given to us as husbands. And so what does loving our wife look like? What does that look like? Well, write this down as big number two. I said husbands are called to love their wives sacrificially, sacrificially. 
Now, at the end of the last series that we covered, we learned that the word love in the English language is actually very versatile, right? You can say, hey, I love my carpet. I love my shoes. I love my TV. I love my car. I love my bed. I love my wife. And I love my kids, right? So you can use the word love to describe a many different types of love and affections. But when it comes to the Greek language, the Koine Greek, which is the original language the Bible was written, there's different types of words to describe different types of love. So, for example, to begin with, we have the word eros. And the word eros is the word that is used to describe romantic love. In fact, the word erotic comes from the word eros. Then you have the word, for example, that goes that 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 says that's called storge. And storge is a familiar love, which is the word that you would use to describe the love that you have for a brother or sister or maybe a cousin or an uncle, just a familiar love. Then you have the word philo, and philo is a friendship love. So when you say, hey, I love my best friend, you would use the word philo. In fact, the, 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 the city of Philadelphia derives its name from this word philo, right? Philadelphia, philo, city of brotherly love. But there's another word, another very important word to describe a special kind of love, and that is agape love. And agape is this type of love that is characterized as sacrificial in the pursuit of someone else's good. And so this love, the key thing about this love is that a love that is involved sacrifice. And so when you go to this passage, right, that, that where, where we see God command husbands to love their wives, at the outset, you, at the face of it, you may think that the word that is used here is the word eros, right? Husbands romantically love your wives. And listen, even though romance is a part of marriage, the word that is used here is not eros as romantic love, but rather is the word agape. And so the first thing that the Lord is asking you to do as a husband is that you would love your wife sacrificially. In other words, when someone sees you and the way that you treat your wife, maybe your children or your family member, friends, people at church, when people see the way that you treat your, your wife, there must be a sense of sacrifice. There must be a sense of, of this sacrificial love that you have for your bride. And so here's, a, here's some of the ways that you can sacrificially love your wife. Write this down as small letter A. To start off, listen, you can sacrifice your comfort, your comfort. You know, going back to when Ashley and I got married, uh, the place where we decided to go on a honeymoon was really far away, about 24 hours in, in, in traveling. And the first flight, all right, was 15 hours long nonstop. And so listen, who is looking forward to a flight in coach for nonstop for 15 hours? No one is, right? But the one thing that would, in my mind made it bearable was that someone had just given me a brand new pair of headphones. And family, listen, this is, these were not just ordinary types of headphones. These were such comfy, noise-canceling headphones, which means that when I was on that flight, when I would be on the flight, I would put on these headphones, and I would just drift away, right? Because I would hear nothing around me, and I would just, you know, just feel so comfortable. And so needless to say, listen, I was looking forward to this flight and using my headphones. So the day came, we packed our bags, I put my headphones inside my backpack, and we went to the airport, got in the plane, 
and we took off. And when the planes le leveled off, that we were able to start watching movies and TV, the time came to take out my headphones. So I took them out, I unwrapped them, and I was just so excited to try these things on. And family, as, as I had them in my hand and I was about to put them on, I get a little tap on my shoulder. Oh, yeah. And I looked aside and said, sweetie, what's up? And she said, babe, you're not going to believe this. I forgot my headphones. And you can imagine what was going through my mind at that moment. You can imagine. And at that point, I knew that the Spirit of God, right, was showing me this is the first step of sacrificially loving your wife. And so I knew that at that moment, I had to sacrifice my own comfort. And I did the unthinkable. I took off my headphones, right, and I handed over to, the, to her. And in return, she gave me the generic airline headphones. Yeah. And you know which ones I'm talking about, right? The ones with the metal on the top. And then that really itchy, scratchy, cheap foam, right? That they're not noise canceling. You can barely hear anything. The most of the time, you're just trying to scratch your ear because they're so bad. So in the middle of flight, I got to start watching to and fro. I have to watch the entire time. I'm scratching. I can't fall asleep. I look to the side. She's drifting off, dreaming. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, for the, for the rest of this trip, I am stuck with these headphones. But you know what? That was the beginning of me sacrificially loving her and sacrificing my comfort. As a husband, listen, I don't know where you are right now. But listen, I would encourage you, start sacrificing your comfort in the small things. You know, because I believe that if you're able to sacrifice your comfort in the small things, when it comes to the big things, it will be a lot easier. So God is not only calling us to sacrifice our comfort, but also write this down as letter B. Listen, sacrifice your choice. Sacrifice your preferences. You know, the reality is that in marriage, there's going to be many moments, endless decisions that you're going to have to make as a couple. And it's great when you both agree on something, right? But there's oftentimes comes the moment, right, when you don't have the same preference, when you don't have the same choice. And so the big question is, whose choice will prevail? Whose preference will be the one that will be adopted? And husbands, listen carefully. Here's what I would say. Unless you feel strongly that her choice is going to significantly impact for the worse, your family, your relationship, and husbands, go with a choice that your wife wants. Listen, sacrifice her preference so that she could be, have the, what, what she really desires. So for example, listen, when you go out on a date night and you're going out on the movies and you want to watch that brand new action-packed film and she wants to watch that cheesy rom-com, listen, watch the cheesy rom-com. Just, just get in that movie theater and watch the rom-com with a smile on your face. Or, or maybe when you go to the mall, and as a guy, you just want to find the first parking lot and get inside to the mall. But your wife, she doesn't want to get the farthest parking lot. No, no, no. She wants to find that parking space right next to the department store she wants to go so that's convenient, and she doesn't have to, she doesn't have to sweat and walk, walk into the actual department store. She wants the best one. So you know what? Man, just drive around 15 more minutes and find the parking space that she wants. Or maybe when you're deciding what to do for takeout and you want a burger and she wants Italian. 
Listen, have the Italian. Husbands, listen carefully to this. Don't spend the little time that you do have with your wife bickering about small things that don't even matter. Listen, at those moments, sacrifice your choice, sacrifice your preference, and go and do what makes your wife happy. Now, some guys that may be watching, you may be thinking, well, man, that's a sign of weakness. I mean, a husband who always go, goes with the, with the wife's wants, listen, that's a weak husband. But I would argue is actually the opposite. It's actually a sign of strength. Because remember, as the leader of the home, God has entrusted you with the final decision-making of the home. That's part of your role as a husband, which by the way, next weekend, we are going to look at the, at, at the husbands and what it means to, for them to be a leader in the home. So make sure that you tune in next weekend again. But remember, as a leader of the home, you are able to make the final decision. You've been entrusted with this responsibility. But part of you being a good leader of the home is listening and taking into account the desires and the wishes of your wife and making the choice that best is for her. That's part of who you are. And so if you think that there is weakness in allowing her to choose, listen, and you're actually maybe perhaps kind of weak. You know, if you don't agree with this whole concept of letting your wife have, you know, make the choices, certain things, and having her way at times, listen, it's because of three reasons. It's either you're single, you're still single. Number two, you are very inexperienced in marriage. Or number three, you've had a long, rocky marriage, all right? So for God's sakes, husbands, listen, be good leaders. Let your wives make certain decisions. Make her happy. Maximize those moments with your wife. And so God is not only calling us to sacrificially love our wives through sacrificing our comfort, sacrificing our choices, but also write this down a small letter C, is by sacrificing your pride. Now, let's get a little more serious here because the reality is that in marriage, there's going to be moments because we're different, because we're sinful people, because we're fallen people. Listen, there's going to be moments that we have disagreements, that we have arguments, and who knows, maybe the reason you're tuning in right now is because at home, listen, you are in constant fighting. It feels like a battle zone in your home right now. And so here's what I would just say. Husbands, as the leader of your household, of your marriage, God is calling you to also be the leader in, the, in, in, in those moments when there's conflicts in your marriage. When, there, when things are not going right in your marriage, God is calling you to be a leader there as well. And so you're, at, you're, you're probably wondering, well, Omer, what do you mean by that? Well, here's what I mean. That when there's conflict, when there's tension in that marriage, regardless of who is right or wrong, listen, as a leader of the home, God is calling you to initiate the process of reconciliation. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to apologize for things that you honestly believe you did not do wrong. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that regardless of who's right or wrong, that you've been entrusted the responsibility of initiating the reconciliation which means that for that to happen, there's going to be moments in your life that you have to sacrifice your pride. You're going to have to sacrifice your pride. 
You see, when the, in those moments where you're not talking to each other, and you just went at it, and there's silence for hours or even days at home. You know how it is, and sometimes. Listen, God is asking you to say the first word. Take the first step in reconciling. Maybe in your marriage, it's just with a joke. Maybe you just say a little joke and, and break the tension and, and start those process of, of reconnecting again. Or maybe if you feel you need counseling, professional counseling or pastoral counseling, listen, you as a leader of the home, take the first step. Go reach out. Go get counseling. Go get help. You are the leader of the home. But here's what I'm saying. Part of loving your wife sacrificially means that in those key moments in your marriage, you're going to have to sacrifice your pride. You see, it's easy to sacrificially love your wife right when things are great. You know, when you're on vacation, when things are awesome, when you bought something new at home, listen, things are great. You're, you're sacrificial at that point. But it's harder when you're in, when you're in the middle of conflict. So fo folks, listen, part of, uh, husbands, part of, of, of really sacrifice, sacrificially loving her is, listen, sacrificing your pride. Now, before we move on from the whole topic of sacrificial love, let me just mention something that I think is important for us to understand and to grasp. Part of sacrificially loving your wife is something that is not done just sporadically, but is a continual thing. It's something that happens day by day, moment by moment. You know, going back to my opening story, when Ray was explaining to me how fire management works, he told me this, Omar, the mistake that so many guys do in trying to control the fire is that at the outset, they just get a bunch of wood and they just stick it into the chamber. And the, and the fire starts burning hot and they just walk away and they think in their mind, all right, I put wood in there and I'm good and I can just neglect the wood and I can just walk away. But you know what happens? They end up ruining the meat. But listen, the way that you can control the fire, fire management, it's not by just doing a bunch of stuff at one time, putting a bunch of wood. But no, you have to monitor it. And little by little, when you see that, that wood dying down, you put a little, a little piece of wood. And then when you see it in, a few, in, in 30 minutes, minutes later, you put another piece of wood. An hour later, another piece of wood. You've you got to keep ma you know, you know, managing it. And little by little, you continually add wood to the fire. And family, listen, what an image of the way that we ought to sacrificially love our wives. Because it's easy for husbands, right, to sacrificially love our wives on a romantic holiday. And say, hey, it's Valentine's. I sacrificed myself to you and you're good for the next year. No, listen, if you want to truly sacrificially love your wife, listen, every day, moment by moment, Man, you keep, you, keep, you keep managing that and you keep loving her sacrificially every single moment of your life. See, it's not a one-time shot thing. It's a steady process in order to sacrificially love your wife. And so, husbands, not only are we called to sacrificially love our wives, but also write this down as big number three. Listen, husbands are called to love their wives tenderly tenderly. In fact, let's go back to the text. Isn't what it says? It says, husbands, love your wives, right? Agape love your wives. Sacrificially love your wives. And here's a second part of this verse, which is important. It says, and do not be what? Do not be harsh with them. Now, now, now circle the word harsh right there or make an underline right there in your Bibles. 
Because the word harsh uh, in the original Greek text, it means to create a bitter taste in someone's stomach. And so here's what God's word is saying. He says, husbands, do not treat your wives in such a way, not that they feel bitter in their stomach, but that they feel bitter in their hearts towards you. And, 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 or, or to put it another way, listen, you should be treating your wives in the opposite way. You should be treating your wives in the most tender fashion. See, when other people look at you, they should not only notice, wow, he's really sacrificed himself for her, but he's so tender when it comes to her. He always speaks tender words. Even in the middle of arguments, he's tender with her. And you know one of the ways that you can be tender with your wife, write this down, small letter A, is by showing her tender honor, tender honor. Now, let's leave the book of Colossians for, just, for, for today, all right? And let's go to the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, because in this passage, it expands a little bit of, on how to tenderly love your wife. Listen to what it says in 1 Peter chapter 3. It says this. It says, likewise, what husbands, Live with your wives in an understanding way, showing what? Showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. So notice, God's word here is commanding you, husband. Listen, that in the, in, in the best possible way, always be showing tender honor to your wife. You should be striving to honor every chance you get, whether publicly, whether privately, or when she's not there and you're hanging out with, the, with, with your buddies, listen, strive always to honor your wife, to honor her. Now, when the passage says here, a weaker vessel, let me just make something very clear here. It doesn't mean that wives have lesser value uh, or lesser worth. That's not what it's referring to. But rather what this is referring to is the fact that God has designed women with a more nurturing, delicate spirit. And so the reality is that men, when it comes to their physical strength uh, or even their emotional strength at times, it is easy for men to oppress their wives. And so God's word is saying, listen, husbands, when you're treating your wife, when you're tenderly loving her, make sure that you're honoring her in every which way possible. And, and, and folks, here's why we ought to honor our brides. Listen to what, how the verse continues. It says this. It's a showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel since they are what? Heirs with you of the grace of life. Now, this is key for you to understand because in the context of when this was written, in, in those times, women, wives, did not have the same privileges and the, and the same worth as the husbands did. In fact, in society, women were considered lesser than the men. But it wasn't until Christ came down to earth that he elevated women to the same level of worth and dignity as the men. And, and, and so what's happening here is that Peter's reminding husbands that contrary to what society was saying at that moment in time, listen, your spouse, your wife is actually an heir with you, a co-heir with you of Christ and all the blessings and all the future and the eternity that God has for you. And so husbands, listen, if your wife is going to partake on everything that you're going to partake in eternity, then make sure that you're honoring her, that you're showing tender honor to your bride. And husbands, men, listen up. 
This is why it's so important you, that you follow those, those instructions from the Lord. It says this. It says, listen, men, show honor to the woman so that your prayers may not be hindered. Listen, if you want to be a man of God, who you will have a close relationship with the Lord, that you feel that when you pray, God is listening to your prayers, then it now starts with you being faithful in this area, sacrificially loving your wife, and showing her tender honor. See, you cannot expect to be a man of God that has a close relationship with your wife, with, 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 with the Lord, but then neglect your wife, not treat her tenderly, not show her love, not sacrifice yourself for her. So if you want to have the relationship that you desire, it begins with you being obedient and, and, and showing your life the honor, the tenderness, and the love that God is at, that she deserves, okay? Now, let me end with this because one of the things that I've been so blessed as, as your pastor is that I've seen so many of the husbands of our church who are just striving to be the sacrificial, loving, tender husband. And listen, I applaud you. If that's you, if you're striving for that, man, keep at it. Listen, the Lord is with you and he's seen the way you sacrifice yourself for your wife. But as, as I think of a good example in our congregation, the person who always pops into my mind when, when talking about sacrificial love is that of Jeff Todd. You know, you might know that the Todds, uh, this is Jeff right here and this is Bernadette. And they're both on staff in our, at our church. And Bernadette, uh, she's actually disabled. Uh, but nevertheless, the Lord has used Bernadette in some amazing ways, not only to minister to people, but also to lead many people to Christ through her testimony. But behind this great woman of God, there's a great man of God. And so the beginning of their life, of, of, of their marriage, Listen, Jeff has sacrificially loved and tenderly honored his bride. In fact, take a look at their story. Hi, my name is Jeff, and this is my beautiful wife, Bernadette. Uh, we've been married for 33 years. I remember at the first day that we met, I was sitting outside of classroom. Along comes this wonderfully gorgeous man. When he takes the books off my lap, and he opens the door, and... Oh my goodness, he sat next to me. Uh, we just became best friends really fast um, in school. Uh, just from there, it just grew and grew, our love for each other. Three months later, Three months um, later we, were, we married. were married. So we didn't waste any time. When you know, you know. My marriage to Jeff is one of the ways that I know God loves me. Because the day-to-day -day for him is not easy. People see me sitting in my wheelchair looking pretty and beautiful. And uh, they don't realize that he did it all. Every day he gets up uh, earlier than me. He has to get me up. I cannot uh, dress myself or bathe myself or any of those things. So Jeff has to do all of that. And um, he does it with joy. It's a life of sacrifice though for him because it is nonstop. I can't feed myself. I can't pick up a glass of water. Every need that I have, it can only be fulfilled by someone else. Just for fun, we were calculating how many times Jeff has actually picked me up. We figure an average of 10 times a day. And so in the past 33 years, Jeff has picked me up over 120,000 times. We're saving money on gym, gym membership. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, I see Jeff's love for me as the tender sacrificial love, honestly, that Jesus has for us. The way um, he gives of himself, the way he cares for me, everything he does always seems to be about me or for me or considerate of me. He doesn't complain about whatever he has to do. That's how God loves us and everything God does is for our good and it's with us in mind. So you may not be called to do what I do uh, for Bernadette, but we're called to love our wives sacrificially, uh, tenderly, um, to protect them, comfort them, and be there for them. It's only through God's, um, God's love um, that I could do this even for this long to take care of my wife that way. But we're all called to take care of our wives the same way as Christ would for us. Jeff, I just want you to know um, what a joy our life together has been and what a gift and treasure you are to me. And every day you seem to surpass uh, the last day, the, the day before, in your love and in your, your sacrifice and your tenderness. I just want my dying breath for you to know that I love you. Wow, what an amazing story that was. To see how Jeff just sacrificially loves Bernadette in such an inspiring way. And so when you look at that story, you think to yourself, where did Jeff learn to love Bernadette in that way? It was very simple. Where he learned it from was from Christ himself. See, when we look at Christ, our Lord, he shows us how he sacrificially loved his bride by coming down to this earth to dine on the cross for us, suffering for her, the bride, the church, the, 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 the bride of Christ. He gave his life for, for her to the point of death on the cross. And then afterwards, when, the, when, when we as a church come before Christ and we put our trust in him, you know, for the rest of our life, he always shows us tender love, doesn't he? Man, even when we mess up, even when we are at our lowest points, the Lord comes and shows us tender love to us. What a greater example, no greater example than Christ himself as he models for you, husband, of how you should love your wife. And so listen, I don't know where you're at in your marriage. Maybe your marriage is pretty strong or maybe it's pretty weak. And you're thinking, Omar, listen, I... I'm at a point that I, I realize that I haven't loved my wife sacrificially or tenderly. So what's my next step? Well, my ne your next step, husband, is to start today to obey the Lord. Listen, it doesn't matter if you've gone years and years and years without being faithful in this area. You can start today. Follow the example of Christ. When you look at the gospel, when you see the story of how Christ loves us, sacrificed himself for us, is tender towards us. Listen, if you follow the example of Christ, listen, the Lord will begin to work in your marriage. And the more that you strive to love your wife, listen, the Lord will intervene, the Lord will work, and he will strengthen your marriage. It'll take your marriage from being on the rocks to being on the rock, which is him. But listen, husband, you cannot expect for God to heal your marriage, restore your marriage, if you're not faithful in this area. So I want to challenge you today. Listen, your main charge is to love your wife. Let's be faithful, all right? In fact, let me pray for you as we move on. My Lord God, we love you 
and we thank you. And Father, we thank you that we have the perfect example of what it means to sacrificially love our wives and show tender love to her. And Lord, that is you. That's your son. And so, Father, I pray for all the husbands that are watching right now, and even those who are not married yet, who are getting ready for marriage, or maybe perhaps are single. Lord, I pray that you would begin to instill in the heart of the men in our church the main responsibility that we have is to love our wives. So, Father, help us, Lord, guide us. And, Lord, as we love our wives, I pray, oh, Lord, that you would begin to restore our marriages, God. Bless us, Lord, as we go. And, Father, empower our husbands to do what you're calling them to do. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, church family, thank you so much again for joining us. By the way, next week is the second week on the husbands, and we're going to be looking at what it means to be leaders of the home, both spiritually and physically, all right? So tune in. You're not going to want to miss it, all right? Love you all. God bless.